0: Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. This is flight number 914 from
1: Earth to our planet. Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship! rest of the book to serve men. It's, it's a cookbook. Have a fear of flying? Just wait till you see how scary retirement can be.
0: Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. The Worry-Free Retirement with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need
1: it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Two of the greatest fears of human beings are the fear of flying and retirement. And as we'll see today, while both may appear to be non-related, one having to do with money, the other not, they actually deal with the same subject, and this this is the subject, folks, we're going to be dealing with today, trusting your very lives or your life's savings to others. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, and uh, you are about to listen to the only show in the country that is dedicated specifically for savers. Remember that saver personality. Hopefully that's you if you're listening. Hardworking folks that are more concerned about the return of their money than on it. And with us in the studio, as always, is America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. How are you doing, Aaron? Hey, good morning, sir.
0: I'm doing good. How about yourself?
1: Good, good. And we've got uh, Megan Murphy. She is now officially your sidekick. She's up and running, doing a great job, by the way. She's manning the controls here in our Louisville st- studio, which is the day after Memorial Day. Can you believe how time's flying? I know time is flying. Yeah, these shows are pre-recorded, folks. So we always like to give the dates. The guy asked me that day, "How come you always give them dates?" Well, <laughs> in the financial world, there is no telling what can happen. So uh, yeah, this is the day after Memorial Day, 2019, and uh, I know uh, we're moving on here, and it's been several weeks since Memorial Day. Maybe by the time you hear this, but uh, we do again. Thanks once. Thank you once again, our veterans, and as we. Think about all the freedoms we have. We do uh, reach out a shout out to you and thanks again for all you've done. Uh, you know, flying. Let me ask you, Aaron, do you have a fear of flying? You personally? Now, no, I don't, I don't either. Have,
0: I don't have a fear of flying.
1: Well, wonder why some people do. What do you think it is about flying? Just what comes to <laughs> the mind? The plane
0: crashing. Yeah.
1: I mean, let's face it. <laughs> You know, if you're up in the air, thirty thousand feet, and there's a uh, plane is having problems, you really don't have much shot at yeah, anything. There's, no, right? there's
0: really no place to go.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm always visualizing. Uh, we played. I don't know. Did you recognize the clip that was played at the first of the show? You probably didn't. Is that we, from?
0: Is it from the movie Sully?
1: No, no. Uh, actually, the one that's we're going to get to Sully. That was okay. from an old Twilight Zone episode oh, where okay. the aliens come, and they dupe the humans into thinking them that they're. Uh, talking about food and all the food that's in their their uh, galaxy or whatever. And then they talk them into getting on a plane on a blank saucer to take them to their galaxy. And one of the ladies hollers at Mr. Chambers finds out that they're actually being fed for themselves. They're going to eat the humans. That's why she says, don't get on the spaceship. It's a cookbook. But anyway, we will talk about Sully. But (laughs) you think about it. And I've been I've flown a lot I do not have a fear of flying, but it is kind of weird when you really think about it. We humans, we're all sitting around, kind of like Mr. Chambers, who's getting ready to get flown off into outer space and has no clue what to expect. We are in the uh, terminal, all bunched up together with people we don't know. Then they herd us down that little chute, you know, to the plane. Isn't it funny? We all rush to get down that chute, and what happens when you get down there? It's like a log jam. You can't get. You're not going to get. It's like on. herding cattle. Well, yeah, and you think you're going to get on real quick. It's like hurry up and wait. Then we get on a plane. Think about this. It's going to be flying 30,000 feet in the air with complete strangers we've never met. And we hope upon hope that the pilot hasn't been drinking. Did you ever see that movie with Denzel Washington where he had a drinking problem? Oh, yeah, problem? yeah that I have was? seen that. Okay. So, yeah, the, you know, the fear of flying is real, folks. I know for my wife and my uh, mother Susan has a huge fear of flying. Now, she's gotten over it because she just has to fly, but she still says to this day, she doesn't show up, but she says, Tony, I'm still nervous when I fly. I hate flying. My mom, true story, you know, I always talk about my granddad. My mom, I was seven years old. She, my father, prior to their divorce, and my brother Marty, who was three years older, uh, were going to fly out to California to see his sister, my mother's sister, who lived in San Francisco in the 60s. Now, that would probably have been a cool time to go to the S- San Francisco in the 60s, yeah, right? Haight-Ashbury was just starting. You got the hippie movement. I was seven years old and had a chance to go to San Francisco and go to Disneyland. They were going to go to Disneyland. Guess what I chose to do? <laughs> who was I close to back then? Your granddad. Granddad. Yeah. I wanted to stay in Troy, Kentucky and hang out with granddad because, as my mom still says it, I don't remember saying this, she said I wanted to catch frogs. I was into frogs back
0: San then. San Francisco, catch frogs. Pigs. Okay.
1: No Great. fear of flying. I just didn't want to go. <laughs> you just didn't want to go? Now, my mom was so fearful of flying. And back then, I remember her doing this. I, it didn't relate to me at all why she did this. But she actually took a separate plane from my brother and my father. She, she did. Really? She was afraid. Mom, to this day, she has a huge fear of flying. She thought... Okay, if one of these planes goes down, we cannot go down together and leave Tony. Can't leave
0: Tony all by himself. But yeah, but you had granddad. You, you would have been. You
1: would that's know. what I would have told him if I'd known she was up to. I had granddad and frogs, Mom. I didn't need, I didn't need parents. Everything was good. But basically, you know, flying, we, I think the reason we feared is, yeah, if there's problems, there's mass destruction at hand. But we also are putting our faith into somebody that's really at the wheel. We don't know how to fly a plane. And retirement in some ways, what we're trying to do today, folks, is let you know that retirement planning and flying a plane are really, really similar in many ways. Because what happens is when you decide to retire, or maybe you're already retired and you may be kind of feeling like this, you, unless you really, really know a lot about money, very few people do that I meet, or unless you do all of your stuff on your own, at some point this will happen. I met a gentleman the other day that's a really sharp investor. But as he's getting older, he says, Tony, I just need a second opinion to make sure I know what I'm doing because he's getting older and he's worried. He's not, he's not thinking as clearly as he used to. He knows he's getting close to death. He's worried about nursing homes, and he wanted me to give him a second opinion. But the most, most people I meet, Aaron, they are very, very fearful of two things. Number one, that they're going to make a huge mistake and retire too soon. And number two, the other greatest fear besides flying is running out of money. Makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, actually, there's a, a Wilkin, uh, Chapman Education. Um, it's a blog. They recently did a study on America's greatest fears. Uh, actually, you know what they fear more than anything right now? Not What's flying. The number one fear. Yeah, number one fear according not to this Chapman's this Chapman study. If you turn on the TV, you'll get a hint of this. Think how much chaos is going on. It's oh, really going Probably
0: like on? the downfall of the government or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So right now, the government politicians, which does play right into the movie we recently had about the potential concerns over taxes. Yeah, uh, uh, Megan's in there in the controls. She's throwing up some slides for me to look at. Leave that up, Megan. I appreciate that. But basically, you know, we had that movie on the power of zero. And all that was was economists and experts talking about our national debt and how who, the politicians, are not doing anything to do anything about it. So I think this is what people realize. We're not here to dog politicians, but we're just saying, folks, that this Chapman study, and actually they define it as 74% of respondents said corruption of government officials. It wasn't a lack of confidence. It's pretty scary, isn't it? Now, if we move on down, oh, that's interesting. The other thing, and I guess this is all the global warming, fear of running out of money was 57%. Global warming and climate change is 53. That's pretty high, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's higher than I thought, but I guess everybody's worried about that. I'm probably a little more worried about running out of money than I'm global warming. I guess I could assume probably, although some politicians think in 12 years we're all doomed, but I, I don't think global warming's gonna get me by the time I croak, who knows, but uh, whatever. So it, it, it's a fact, folks. People are worried about retirement and they're worried and they have this fear of running out of money. So what we're going to do when we come back, we're going to dive into some really interesting articles that are going to kind of validate this study and validate what I see time and time again as to why in the world people are so untrusting of financial advisors and no wonder they're so fearful of what happens when they hand their money over to them in retirement. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a buyout? Has a company you work for recently moved or been acquired or closed its doors forever? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k to safer territory. Why continue to risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person today to discuss your retirement options. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your no-obligation appointment to meet with me in person. Do it today. Welcome back to The Worry-Free Retirement. And I told you we would get to it, Aaron. In the break, Aaron says, oh, Tony, I thought you were going to talk about the movie Sully today. Actually, we are. Okay, now we're talking about Sully. So, Sully, his last name was actually Sullenberg, Sully for short. Um, okay, and let you explain that whole scene. What, what is the, really the movie of Sully all about?
0: Well, basically, it's about him, you know, handling the plane when, when problems came about, the engines malfunctioned and everything. And this and was
1: at takeoff, right? I mean, yeah. This was, okay, so where did he have to land that thing? He had to
0: land it in the, in the Hudson Bay. Yeah. He had to land it in the water.
1: <laughs> I mean, to me... I don't know what would be worse, 30,000 feet up in the air. Or can you imagine if you're a passenger and all of a sudden you realize you're not going any higher and you're flying, look inside out the windows and you're seeing buildings and you're riding down the river? (laughs) I don't mean to laugh because everybody, it came out okay, so we can laugh, folks. But I'm thinking, how scary would that be going, okay. You know, actually, I thought about this. When we went to Hawaii once, me and Susan, We were landing in, you go into Maui, there's a small airport there. We were getting ready to land, and I kid you not, we were almost touching the ground, and all of a sudden he pulls up and takes off again. He doesn't touch the ground, he takes off. Well, we fly back over the ocean, and he says, "Uh, temporary something. He said something, but I thought, wait a minute, what if if, one of the wheels, see, I thought one of the wheels hadn't come down. Mm -hmm. So then I'm thinking, what are we going to do? I mean, you can't. If the wheels don't come down, they, well, it kept, turns out, we found out later, there was a plane that almost came across, ah, which okay. could have been dangerous, Traffic. but he just pulled up. All right. Enough of this scary stuff about flying. Yeah, somebody's probably riding down right now. I was now say, I wasn't to scared show. of flying, but
0: now, now I'm getting out. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this fear of flying really, what we're talking about, folks, is your fears. Fear of flying, fear of running out of money. And what we really want before we jump into an airplane or if we trust our, uh, what we really want is trust. We want to trust the airplane pilot. And since this is a financial show, now we're talking about trusting advisors. And all I'm going to do here, uh, Megan has taken the liberty just to look up some articles for us. And I'm just going to paraphrase these, but this might validate also why so many people are so distrustful of we financial advisors. This is an article uh, entitled uh, WallStreetJournal.com. It's called How Schwab, that's Charles Schwab, Ate Wall Street. Now, as a fiduciary, as an independent investment advisor, we can use any custodian we want. Actually, we do use Schwab. And that's another thing, folks. Contrary to popular belief, I had a gentleman come in the other day and said, Tony, I'm shopping around for advisors. Obviously, I'm really strongly considering going with you guys, but I guess I need something other than just annuities. And I said, what do you mean? We, we do other things besides annuities. And he looked so funny, and he said, well, that's not what your competitors are telling me. And I said, what are they telling you? And he said, well, all they say as you do as annuities. And folks, that's just incorrect. We've got currently, as of the date of this show, over $65 million of people's money, almost 1,000 accounts, and we have all of that money with Charles Schwab, which is a brokerage company, which does very, very well. In fact, uh, according to the statistics that I've seen, Charles Schwab is the largest provider of custodial services to independent fiduciaries or investment advisors such as ourselves. So, What this article is just talking about is how uh, Charles Schwab really over the years, the the financial world just laughed at Schwab. Charles Schwab is an actual fella, Charles R. Chuck Schwab as they call him. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, you can't lower commissions that much and people aren't going to do that. Last year, listen to this. On average, $624 million a day. Let me repeat that. These are big numbers, Aaron. Last year average, $624 million a day went to Schwab. That's three times the biggest of their biggest Wall Street competitors combined. So you say, well, what is it about Schwab? I just think it's because people trust Charles Schwab. They are very transparent. Their fees are low. They have great service, which is what we try to do in our practice. Just tell people what you're going to do Uh, Be honest with them. Tell them the fees, which we do. We disclose commissions, fees, and we provide great service. So that's a lot of building trust. Just do what you tell people you're going to do. That's all you got to do, really, and uh, be transparent. Here's another article. This is interesting. I know you heard about this. This is uh, published in August of 2017 from CNBC. Uh, This was well-known. We're not trying to get on Wells Fargo, but look at this. Wells Fargo, there were nearly 70% more Potentially fake accounts open than originally thought. What they were doing at Wells Fargo, they were incentivizing their advisors to open accounts. So you might be sitting there, you and Martha are sitting there, and you get a call from your advisor, Wells Fargo, and you say, and then they say, hey, we're going to open up another account, or they do it without your knowledge, whatever happened. And then all of a sudden, you find out later, wait a minute, I got this account over here. Why do I have an account? I didn't authorize this. Well, what was happening is those advisors knew if they opened the accounts, they were paid based on the number of accounts. And in this case, it cost the customers because it says Wells Fargo had to refund or credit an additional $2.8 million back to consumers their customers. No wonder people get nervous. Here's another article. Uh, This one's, uh, again, CNBC, Investor Toolkit. Look at this. No, this is a good one. It's time for the financial services industry to regain consumer trust and here's the big headline. Financial services is the least trusted industry in consumers' eyes, according to a recent survey. Not looking good for the financial world. Uh, let's see. We've got one more, I th- think, don't we, Megan? Now, this is interesting. You, you might, at, at first, you're going to hear this and go, well, I don't see anything wrong with this, Tony. Look at this. Fidelity, 401k account balances hit record in first quarter of this year. This was very recent that came out. The report also found that average workers set aside a record $2,370 during the first quarter, up from 15%. So all of this money is plowing into 401k plans. Think what's going on, folks. Why are people putting more money in 401k plans? Well, one reason is a good reason, probably because the economy is doing better and people feel better and they just have more money, more disposable income. So they're saving for retirement. Nothing wrong with that. But here's my thoughts. Here's what scares me a little bit. People have gotten very complacent, they're very trusting of the stock market now. The stock market's been up for a long time and now they're just kind of throwing money into it, more and more money, kind of like that poor old guy, what was his name, Mr. Campbell or whatever, that's jumping on the plane, he got used to the aliens and now he's going to fly into outer space, not sure what the heck's going on. Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. So all I'm saying, folks, is be very, very careful. It's okay to save for retirement but remember there's more to it than just piling money into a 401k There's tax planning considerations there's risk there's safeguarding your money, there's figuring out who's going to help you with that 401 k so as you can see folks the the uh deck can kind of be stacked against you out there now, what i'm going to do i'm going to kind of give you an example of you know what what most people are telling you to do right now. you know there's so many people out there. Uh, that are offering up retirement advice, whether it's dinner seminars, radio programs, internet. Internet's a big source of retirement advice now. And here's what you have to understand. In the airline industry, these pilots are regulated and monitored by the FAA, okay? In fact, uh, you know, UPS is here in Louisville. Have you ever met any UPS pilots, Aaron? Yeah. 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 I've got some as clients. Do you know what they have at UPS that they make pilots train in? Do you think they send them up in those multi-million-dollar planes and say, attaboy, go after it? What do they put them in? No, I'm sure they put them in, like, flight simulators. Bingo. Flight simulators. The reason they do that is they want to train them in all different types of conditions. And also, of course, UPS pilots aren't flying around people usually, but they're flying around millions and millions of dollars worth of cargo, very expensive stuff. So it stands to reason why would you risk somebody else's life or their cargo by training a pilot while he's up in the air. That doesn't make sense. Well, the same thing, unfortunately, should be done in the financial world, but it's not. Now, the government, the Department of uh, Financial Institutions and people like that, they try. They try to regulate, but there really is no standard. There's no standard in our industry for giving advice specific to what I call retirement planning. None. None whatsoever. Now, there's people coming out with schools, credentials, Everybody's got their own opinions, but there is no particular uh, licensing. There's no, there's no nothing that says to somebody they can now call themselves retirement specialists. In fact, all somebody has to do, I could do this with you right now, Aaron. If I said, Aaron, maybe you came to me and said, Tony, I'm tired of this darn TV show. I want to become an advisor. How long will it take me to become an advisor? Five years, 10 years, 20 years? What would you say? How long before I'd say probably take about a year. Okay, yeah, I could throw you on the streets if you worked hard in about six months, and you could talk to anybody you want to about any subject. How scary is that?
0: That's pretty scary, folks.
1: Yeah, and we're going to see in the next segment. You know, one of the things I've tried to do at Tony Walker Financial is train up people. All right, not only to be good mechanics, you know, not only to be air traffic controllers for our clients, but also to be co-pilots, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But here's an example of what I run into. All right, let's take an example. This might be you. I see this on a daily basis. Again, we don't have any financial flight simulators. You're out there kind of just on your own trying to figure out who out there is qualified to help you. uh, We like to say fly this plane home, take this financial plane home uh, and enjoy your retirement. So let's take an example. Let's say you're 63. Uh, You just got a buyout offer or just been notified by your employer that you're uh, being laid off or downsized. I know it's happening right now in Bowling Green with Fruit of the Loom. It's happening all over. But that might be you. And you're sitting there saying, okay, can I go on and retire? In fact, the more you think about it, it might sound pretty good. You know, you're 63. You weren't planning on retirement now. But whatever the circumstances are, it could be your health. You say, okay, uh, maybe your employer is going to cover some health insurance costs. Maybe give you a little severance. It's sounding pretty good. And then you say, wait a minute. What in the world am I going to do? with this 401k plan? And should I roll it over? Should I keep it here? Should I go to a dinner seminar? Should I get on the internet and Google? Should I respond to TV ads, radio ads, listen to the guy on the radio, listen to Tony Walker? What in the world am I going to do with this 401k? Well, here's a lot of issues you need to think about. That is a real good question. What are you going to do with the 401k? Because as we say, the 401k is not a retirement strategy. It is a retirement savings account. That's all it is. First of all, as we like to say, buried within that thing is your tax tumor. Uh, You're going to have to decide on whether you take Social Security or not. You know, Lisa in her office is certified in Social Security planning. She can help with that at no cost to you. Um, You may have been making six figures. Now you've got to figure out, okay, what does it really take for me and my spouse or family to live on? Well, who's going to help you think through that? Uh, You may need to decide on risk, you know. You're now retired. Our mar- the market's at an all-time high as we record this show. What if you leave all your money in the market and the market takes a huge nosedive? Are you going to feel good about that or are you going to start worrying and losing sleep? Probably going to start losing sleep. Uh, you've maybe considered annuities. You've maybe considered um, things other than the stock market, but you hear so much negative press on annuities. You know Who are you going to talk to where you can find the truth about annuities? Who are you going to talk to as far as a fiduciary? And does a fiduciary even have a process in place? Folks, that's why I created the worry-free retirement process so we can have a five-step process to not work with you just now. That's that's only part of retirement. You know, retirement is not a one-shot deal. The idea of a process is to be there for you through retirement, not just when you retire. That's just the beginning. And this is what you've got to find out are the people you're talking to, these advisors, first of all, are they trustworthy? Second of all, do they have the experience? Are they like a financial sully? You know, do they have the experience and know-how to navigate all of the different things that are going to come up? And finally, is there a team? Is there a crew uh, behind somebody like me with my experience that can make sure that we continue to monitor your progress long into retirement? So what I'm going to do when I come back in our remaining time, I'm going to have a little fun here. We're going to imagine that I'm going to explain you getting on the financial plane with Tony Walker Financial you've got a 401k or an IRA, you've got retirement money and you need to do something with it. Maybe you're scared to death. The plane is going up and down and you know it and you want to have it put with somebody you can trust. Stay tuned. I'm going to go over that real quick. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. Have you recently retired, been laid off or offered a buyout? Has a company you work for recently moved or been acquired or closed its doors forever? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k to safer territory. Why continue to risk your hard earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person today to discuss your retirement options. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your no obligation appointment to meet with me in person. Do it today. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Thanks for joining us, folks. And we're talking about who can you trust in this whole issue of the financial world, probably not being real high up on the scale of trust. Um, Speaking of trust and financial advisors, did you know, Aaron, I bet you didn't see this, that Harvard, you know, they did a lot of research up there at Harvard, that the researchers at Harvard have decided to quit using rats in all their studies. You haven't heard this? No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, well, instead of using rats, they're using financial advisors in their studies. Why is that? There's three reasons. Number one, there's more of them. (laughs) Number two, the researchers are getting less attached to them. And number three, there's some things those rats just won't do.
0: Yeah, there's just some things rats won't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh, a little levity, the folks. We've got to laugh at ourselves. Okay, real quickly, in our time remaining, you've got a 401k, you've got an IRA, a 457, a 403b, a lump sum pension. Doesn't matter if you're retired, getting ready to retire. Maybe you've got a 401k from a previous employer. You've just turned 59 and a half. I just saw a gentleman the other day at a wedding, and I, I know him, and he said, Tony, I'm over 59 and a half. Did you say I can? He listens to the radio show. I can move it now? And I said, most cases, yeah. So let's think about this. What happens when you decide to leave the safety of that terminal and take that 401K and put it on a brand-new financial airplane? What happens as you get ready to walk down that chute or your employer's walking you down the chute? That's what they do a lot. Did you know that, Aaron, nowadays when they lay you off? Or give you a pink slip they bring a box usually it's a security guard you don't get say, to hang security around guard, yeah. no no no. you get your stuff and they walk you out of the building that's it but anyway so there you are and you're going okay now what do i do with this 401k well let me describe to you how we would work when you leave the terminal you're actually leaving onto a safer airplane in my view because that airplane's going to take you where you really want to go and that's a worry-free retirement now what happens well first of all you're greeted by a wonderful flight attendant and that's Rachel or Shanna. So we have in our office Rachel and Shanna that does all of the service work. They make sure everything's taken care of. Once you get on the plane, you know, you're, you're gonna be greeted friendly. You're gonna set up a time. And rather than when you get on an airplane and don't see the pilot, you might see him scurry in the cockpit. On our plane, guess who you're gonna to talk to in person? Who do you think, Aaron? They, you see him all the time. Who do they get to meet in person to find they're out where they want to go? they talk to the go? pilot. Man, they're gonna to talk to me. <laughs> Folks, I've done this 35 years. I would say I'm like Sully. I've seen about everything. You are going to talk to me about where you want to go and what you want to do and some of your fears in retirement. Now, the second thing you'll get to do is I have a co-pilot. I have several co-pilots. My co-pilots, number one, is Heather Hughes, who's also registered as an investment advisor. She knows exactly what I do very well. I've trained her up well. She's been with me over 13 years. And many times after I've looked over the situation, I'll turn the controls over to her. Now, I'm not going to leave the plane, Aaron. I might go back to the back to the restroom or something or get me something to eat. Get you something to drink. But I'm not leaving that plane, even though I turn the controls over to others. That is the key. A lot of agents will get you in the door or advisors, and you don't ever see them again. And then they turn the controls over to somebody that a lot of times, in my view, because I've seen their work, don't know how to fly a plane. Pretty scary. There's a 16-year-old kid I saw in YouTube that's flying and it's hilarious to look at him flying and thinking nah, I wouldn't get in the plane with that young man. He needs about 10 more years on him. So what happens is, folks, we take the 401k, we pilot the plane, you get in the back and enjoy the ride. So here's what I would like to do. I'd like to make an offer for you to just come check out our financial plane. Let's, let's take a little flight simulation, if you will. Doesn't cost you anything. There's no obligation. What we do with the Worry-Free Retirement is we meet with you in person, we have you gather all of your information, your most recent tax return, all your statements and then we will look at that and provide you free of charge a written game plan of your situation and how to best get to your destination. So, give us a call at 877-499-walk. That's 877-499-walk. Or why don't you log on to tonywalkerfinancial.com. That's tonywalkerfinancial.com and let's get started today. Oh, by the way, before we leave you today, mark this on your calendar. Next week on the show, we're going to have Medicaid planning specialist Tom Krause on this show. So if you or a loved one is facing the prospects of a nursing home, we're going to have Mr. Krause on. Really, really good information for you. That's next week on the Worry-Free Retirement. But you remember, between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Make it a good one. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do